welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. Welcome to Cartridge Command Off-Duty. It's your semi-often podcast where the guys from Cartridge Command get together, BS a little bit, talk retro gaming news, check our mail, and bring you all the fun excitement of what's going on in our lives and what games we're playing. This is Eric, and I've got two other people here with me today. That's right. Good old Nick is here, of course, and our new recruit. It's me, Dale. Dale, welcome. Welcome, Nick. Welcome, Eric, myself. This is a momentous occasion. It's our our new spinoff podcast, uh, you know, which may eventually be behind the paywall, but these first few are going to be out there for everyone to listen to. Yeah, see what you're missing out on. Yeah, we don't, we got (laughs) to ferment that, that, the hunger for this content. Hopefully I can bring something to it, fellas. So yeah, I know uh, you did do yourself a little uh, intro to who Dale is on the first episode of the Super Mario RPG. That's actually a lie we didn't. uh, We still have yet to do that, but we will. Oh, well, let's do a real quick one right now. The for uh, folks at home, you've heard Dale in at least, I think, two episodes so far. Mm -hmm. That is correct, friends. And uh, what people may not know is that I actually don't know Dale very well. That is true, Eric. Uh, I actually got the pleasure of meeting you for the first time uh, a couple years ago now at Nick's wedding. Yeah, it was a very (laughs) exciting uh, evening for me. When I realized who you were, I was like, oh, this all makes so much more sense. I remember uh, the exact moment at the, uh, the after party. Yeah. And the reason Dale and I don't know each other very well is because we did not uh, live near each other at the same time. We just kind of pass each other in our lives with Nick being the the son of our orbits. That's right. Now, you guys met at uh, work, correct? Well, no, I um, well, okay. so here's an, an interesting connective thread. Let's do the short version. You had I had a job at a place as a trained listener. It's a very long yes. story. We'll and, tell that one another time. But we were basically yeah. uh, lab rats for the U.S. government. Yes. And uh, you left that job and I stuck around and then I left. And then Abby, who had also worked there briefly, but then came back and worked again. And during that time, she met Dale working there. Gotcha. And Dale, were you still uh, in the service when you were working there? That was uh, just before I had joined. Okay. And are you currently? I currently am in the service. That is correct. All right. And you are with the Air Force, correct? Yes, sir. All right. I am an Air Force brat. I did enough moves to never want to join myself. (laughs) (laughs) That's usually the way it goes. Indeed. It it truly is. Uh, Abby, also Air Force brat. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, no love lost on the Air Force here. Have you ever thought about upgrading to the Space Force? You know, it's it's actually uh, come up a few times. They they keep doing <laughs> these waves of recruiting to try to get people from Air Force to come over. Um, really? And I thought about putting in an application, but uh, my wife called me a nerd, so I decided not to. <laughs> All right. So that's the first uh, factoid. Let's get a little bit more about you here, Dale. You have a wife. I do indeed. Uh, so we we technically just had our wedding last December, which you guys uh, gave me a shout out on a Cartridge Command episode, which I appreciated. Oh, um, yes. However, technically behind the scenes, we had been married for two years and a little thing called COVID uh, screwed up all our plans with that one. Uh, yes, so, I think it did that for many, many people. 
Yep, oh, yes. Just before heading down to my assignment where I'm at right now in Mississippi, we got married legally and kind of kept it under wraps. Planned to uh, just return home for our wedding. Everything was going to be normal. Kobe kicked off. We had to push everything back. So long story short, two years later, we had our wedding. And now, Dale, Oof. you are, I think, a little younger than us. I don't know if we've ever got on the record here about our ages. Oh, uh, I wasn't going to bring it up because I don't believe you guys have ever mentioned on the show formally. Before. I'm not afraid to tell people that Nick and I are about to be 43 years old. Oh, my gosh. Wait you guys have around nine years on me. I'm 33 right now. Okay. Well, that's good. I like a little difference in perspective. Does that mean you are like a uh, N64 kid? My first console was the NES. Uh, okay. Tried and true. Uh, NES. Hold over. Uh, I recall getting my first Super Nintendo, and that was the main console that got me started. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, real quick, I just want to interject, Eric, that I'm an old man. And in my mind, I was like, wait, no, we're turning 42. And I even checked the calendar. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. My life is slipping through my fingers like dust in the wind. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Nick, Nick's, Nick and I have birthdays about uh, three weeks apart. So in September. So in the back in the day when we were younger and cared more, we would usually have a joint birthday party in between them. Yeah. And uh, it was a great deal because you can't skip two friends' birthday parties. So that way, everyone all, all everyone showed up and we usually had a, a pretty great time. Yeah. Uh, in fact, for many years, we uh, each had a crown we wore and we referred to ourselves as the birthday kings. Yeah, I think I still I, have mine somewhere. Oh, I, I still have mine. I can tell you this, that it was, it was too small then and it's way too small now. This could be totally made up, but I, I want to say I met you once before. Uh, Eric at one of these birthday parties because I, oh. I think I met you in passing at least it's a couple times before we actually formally met. If it was at one of the birthday parties, there's no way I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, you know, you get older. I had a kid and that was the end of my crazy birthday parties. But okay. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt uh, video game talk on our video game podcast. But <laughs> now, is there anything else you want the world to know about you, Dale? Uh, yeah, actually. So, uh, meeting Nick, how me and Nick bonded, um, you kind of dovetailed my life a little bit, so to speak, bud. I don't know if you know this, but, uh, so, uh, I was friends with Abby, right? We worked at this, uh, this, this, uh, same job. Um, she introduced me to Nick because I would never stop talking about Street Fighter at work. I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure it was Street Fighter. I knew it. (laughs) I I, I actually brought Street Fighter in and used to play people at work and kind of gloat that I was the best in the office. Abby told me Nick played and I was like, okay, I'm going to go show this guy what's what, you know, I'm kind of feeling myself. And now which Street Fighter was this? At this time, it was Street Fighter 4. Okay. Um, and I was just a casual player. I thought I knew what I was doing. Uh, went to a party in front of a whole bunch of people. Nick shellacked me, destroyed me. So, uh, when, <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy, I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, but I went home with my tail between my legs. And uh, probably for the next 10 years, I got really into that game kind of competitively to where I uh, turned briefly into a tournament player. Oh, wow. That's pretty awesome. Yep. Uh, the only tournament I've ever played in was uh, Power Fest. Well, you guys which, remember that? I remember Power Fest. I mean, I didn't From go. The, but. the NES uh, tour. I ranked in the uh, Power Pad section, but did not in the Tri Game section. And that which, was ranked just for Cincinnati. Which And what was the... It was Tetris, like Mario? I think Mario was part of it. Super and Mario uh, Brothers. A racing game. Rad Racer? Yeah. Maybe? Wild. That was yeah. a million years ago. All right, now, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I know we keep going off the rails here. Now, I'm sorry, folks. This is what this show is going to be like. I, I apologize. We are we do not have an outline per se, and uh, there may be an adult beverage or two involved. So it's going to meander a little bit. But there are sections. Don't worry. 
We're getting real, people. So you met Nick. You guys uh, forged your friendship on the battlefield of Street Fighter. Which I do want to say, just for the record, that Dale, you know, easily surpassed me uh, quickly. Like many other players that I used to... uh, (laughs) It's hard to explain, but where I just have this uh, barrier where I was like, I just can't do combo. There's certain things combos and things that were just beyond me that I, I could never quite get. So once my dirty Blanca tricks, once they get, they get wise to them after you pull the same one. So, you know, that was uh, the thing though. Uh, your natural <laughs> skill was just through the roof. Like I had to sit there and grind and learn these goofy combos and waste my time to be able to beat you. So yeah, you had something. Ah, well, I appreciate the compliment, but I just want to say on the record that Dale is the superior street fighter four player. Well, I've never even played Street Fighter 4, so I'm sure he's better than me. (laughs) Now, uh, I had heard of Dale as, you know, friend and player, etc. And then once we started the podcast, Dale was one of our biggest supporters, not just with, um, you know, ideas, information, following us, sharing us, but financially. He was our, our biggest patron. For the longest time, and that's let that be a lesson to all the the listeners and patrons out there. <laughs> you give us enough money, and there's a great chance we will put you on on the podcast. I will do almost <laughs> almost anything for money. No, but so when I did finally meet you at the uh, wedding, I was super excited because I mean, not just because of the money you gave us, but because I really did value your input, and it was great to finally meet a friend of a friend. Yeah, and just just so the listeners know, I, I wasn't paying into the show with hopes to try to get on with you guys, even though I, I think I have been bugging Abby and sometimes Nick for a long time now. Like, hey, let me do an episode. Let me do an episode. <laughs> well, it worked. Yeah. Also, I want to go on the record as saying that, you know, Dale is a serviceman, so his haircut is short now. But before he was in the serviceman and he had his hair out, he looked exactly like Ryu from Street Fighter. So, uh, <laughs> well, when you leave the service, I expect some cosplay. He's a stud. If I still got my hair, we'll see. All right. <laughs> All right, folks, this is it. The personal ketchup segment. And no, we're not talking about my my recipe for my own type of uh, Heinz 51. There might even be a better name for this segment as time goes on. But I thought we'd all just throw out there a few things going on in our worlds right now. Uh, you know, we are just average guys. So it's always not going to be the most exciting things. But it might give you a little window as into what's going on surrounding the podcast. Yeah. Nick, do you want to start? I know uh, there's a, a new member of your uh, little household there. Maybe that's something you want to talk about. Oh, okay, sure. I mean, um, so my mom passed away a few months ago, and the, there was a night where we were there, you know, kind of at her place cleaning it out and stuff, and it was it was evening and it was rainy, and uh, an extremely cute and pitiful little cat came up and was super friendly to me, so I just uh, took it. <laughs> And uh, it's not chipped or anything. It's not somebody's. I think it was just a stray, but she's uh, her name is Sonia. And she is a terror to behold because she hates it when I sleep, apparently. Or so I don't know. It's it's rough. (laughs) She's a she's quite the warrior princess. I'll say that. So I know uh, she definitely likes your camera and microphone. I see her quite often when we are playing Dungeons and Dragons or other times. Most cats do. But I feel like she has an especially large attraction to keyboards. Mm-hmm. especially when they are in front of me. So that's that's what, you know, that's been a blast. Uh, anything else going on in your own life right now? I'm not, nothing crazy. I've I know there's that what is what do you, what do you call it there? Uh, forced overtime? What do they call it? Mandatory overtime. Yeah, mandatory. I'm sorry. It's been a little less uh, mandatory lately, which is good, so I'm able to I, I will tell you one thing about work. There's my uh I recently you started using my uh, health app or whatever the default iPhone thing mm-hmm. is. I was I started checking the step counter, so I normally oh, nice. walk, uh, 
solid 20 to 35,000 steps, depending on what job I do per day at work. What is that in miles? Because I, you know. That's a lot. I'm, I'm not sure, but I'll tell you, it feels like a lot of miles. But yeah, so that's my hardcore job while listening to 30 some hours of podcasts a week, like a fiend and addict. So that's me. Same old, same old, you know. Uh, now, how about you, Dale? What's going on in your world? Well, I mentioned I got married not too long ago, and we just got back from our honeymoon. So we went oh, to Santorini. Um, and it was absolutely gorgeous. I highly recommend it. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um, we saw no. and did. Go ahead. I, I, I'm going to sound ignorant here, but where is Santorini? That is in Greece. It's an island off the coast of Greece. Oh, so that was that's one heck of a uh, honeymoon. The travel was no fun, my friend. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> we had a 15 hour layover in London and had to sleep overnight in the terminal and it was dismal. Ooh, that's <laughs> I probably, probably slept for 20 minutes about 14 times on and off. And that was about it. <laughs> but the actual island then pretty awesome. Amazing. Yeah. So uh I think I said a little bit ago, we did just about everything that there is to do on that island, and that includes a lot of hiking. So even though it was a vacation, there was no swinging in a hammock. We were we were up and walking miles up and down hills every single day. Oh, cool. Okay. Good food? Amazing food, delicious food, and really good wine, too. All the wine comes uh, local right there on the island. Amazing. Wow. Nick and I's uh, personal catch-ups are going to be a little less exciting than that, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> So let me ask you this, Dale. Santorini, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember hearing a theory that the miracle of Moses in the Red Sea separating it was due to a volcanic eruption at the island of Santorini. <laughs> I uh, did, did not br- hear that one. Did they bring there. that up on your tours? Did, did they, did you... they talked about Atlantis. Uh, the, yeah, I was. Underneath... I thought you were going the Atlantis route here. Yeah, underneath uh, Santorini is supposedly the the lost city of Atlantis, mm. but I never heard the Moses one. No, maybe I crossed my wires and there's another volcano, or maybe it's just a hot spot. I don't know. I maybe. but no clues, nothing. Getting up there in years, brother. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay, so the mystery of Santorini continues. But anyways, I yield the floor to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why we need your video here. Um, I guess I'll go there. Let's. You can edit. Sorry. Uh, Mm, now we do have to do a tiny bit of editing. We or not. We. Leave this in. <laughs> I guess it's you. <laughs> well, if you're hearing this, we didn't edit it. So uh, maybe for time. In my world, I am uh, and have been for the past many months uh, renovating a house. And uh, it's basically consumes every moment of my day and every brain cell of my body. So I am uh, foolishly, bravely, I don't know. I took it down to studs, pulled everything out, no electrical, and I am building it back up by myself so how much uh what, what's your percentage of progress would you say i'd like to think that i'm over halfway done oh okay nice so we'll see we'll see though i am currently uh framing out the basement um and concurrently running roughing an electrical uh before it gets drywalled cool so what's the plan for the extra space uh just it's so we can live there it's a very tiny house uh and we got a great deal on it we're trying to live a little closer to my mother-in-law she's having some uh mental health issues uh early onset dementia we want to be closer to her so it's three houses down but it's just not big enough for the my family right now and i gotta make more livable space there so as a bonus i do get two extra feet linear feet of uh or well not linear feet but two extra feet of shop (laughs) space so that's pretty cool Woo, two feet i know Otherwise, you know, I'm, uh, you know, always busy. So uh, robotic season never ends for me. But now that school's starting, uh, we're back to three practices a week. So that's a whole another world. We get our uh, challenge for the year at the beginning of September. 
And then uh, I'm a Halloween nut, so Halloween preparations have begun. Uh, I think the costumes have been chosen, and now I begin the work. So luckily, not much for Holden, <laughs> uh, my son. He is going to be Spider-Man once again. He does Spider-Man cosplay, so he'll be reusing his face shell and magnetic eyes, but a new suit. Uh, and my daughter is uh, going to be a Ghostbuster and uh, I have so much Ghostbuster stuff that really there there doesn't need a ton of work there. Just nice. some light painting, and uh, I'll end up doing way more than I need to. But you know, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. that's what's going on in my world. Right on. It's awesome. Also a big Halloween fan. I typically try to watch one horror movie for every day of October. Excellent. Ooh, it doesn't always work out, but I try. <laughs> well, hey, do you? What are your? Uh, you got any favorite horror movies there, Dale? I'm a, a big movie nerd in general, uh, especially horror movies. I believe Eric, you are too, right? And if I remember, yeah, from the podcast. I actually, that's I went to school for film, so that was uh, what I wanted to do before I joined up in the Air Force. The plan was to do four years, get my school paid for, get out, and none of this was going to matter when I was a famous director. But alas, <laughs> here we are, nine years later. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I definitely have a bunch of. Fa- I usually tell people my favorite horror film of all time is The Evil Dead. That's a good one. Okay, uh, the okay. Evil Dead one or two? Uh, one. Oh, okay. I like two more than one, but you know they're both great. Yeah, they're both great for different reasons. I think, but we could talk about that all day. I remember Nick, your favorite horror movie. My favorite horror movie is. Oh my gosh, you caught me off guard. Uh, maybe mine is the thing. Oh, uh, that's probably one of the scariest for sure. It's a great choice. I really like then, the Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors one because there's a uh, D&D kid in it. But. The Power Glove. <laughs> Isn't that a different one, though? Oh, you know what? I don't know because I've only seen them all once. I've only seen. Yeah, it's and it's been a long time. I, I feel mm-hmm. like I only saw the one with the Power Glove in the. I actually saw that's the only one I've ever seen in the theater that, or the, the theater. I think it's was in 3D. Was that the one? Or I might be conflating them now. I, I saw know. none of them in the theater, so I don't know. Uh, okay, well, I'm talking out, uh, talking out my rear end here. <laughs> so, anyways, but we all, yeah. Okay, cool. Horror movies, sweet. Per- perfect <laughs> wrap up there. <laughs> all right, guys, this is uh, current gaming. Man, if you guys have clever ideas for the names of these segments, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. If not, I'll just keep making up new ones as we go along. So what are you playing right now, Dale? Uh, Let's see. Right now in heavy rotation is Apex Legends and Elden Ring. So do you play Apex a lot? Have you been playing it for a while? I do. I've been playing it since launch, and uh, I don't. Uh, unless it's, you know, a street fighter game or a fighting game in general, I, I typically don't get this invested in shooters, but man, this one really got its hooks at me and, uh, my wife and I play together too. So that might be why. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't play games against other humans online. Usually if I can help it, I'm also <laughs> not a fan of that. I like the single player experience, but something about this one, man, it's, it's a fun one. Cool. I will have to check it out. Now, you have not finished Elden Ring. You're still playing it? Yeah, and I, I was going to bring this up, I think, uh, in the Super Mario RPG um, podcast in one of our episodes. Um, I, I have this weird thing. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but I do this thing. If I really enjoy a game, um, I will spend all the time in the world playing it. And when I get down to like maybe the last 10%, I just I slow to a crawl. And I think something deep in my cerebellum, I don't want to finish it, man, because I don't want it to be over. <laughs> so I just kind of... I feel you. I do. I have that same problem sometimes, too. I've got uh, my son's going crazy because Metroid Dread. I all I have to do is beat the last boss. And I just I haven't. Mm. <laughs> I do the same thing all the time. It's like I'll get stuck and be like, well, I'm going to go back and do the side quest now. And then I never finish them. And then I don't beat the game. So now Elden Ring was the last game I finished uh, personal time. And uh, 
I just was like, I got to get through the end of this. So yeah, I'm right there too. I'm right at the end. And I, uh, last week and I sat down and I was going to commit to beating it. And I, I got hung up on uh, one of the last couple bosses and I was like, screw this man. I'm going to put it back down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They can be a little frustrating. So is that what you got going on right now? Those two? Those two um, on my radar is Xenoblade Chronicles 3 on the Nintendo Switch. I'm a big fan of that series. I've never played any of them, but I hear this one is really good. I would highly recommend the first one, and I've heard this one, uh, number three, is really good as well. Is that... uh... How different or related is that to Xenogears? Because I, I remember playing the first Xenogears. I had it back in the day on PlayStation 1. but I'm not I, an I, expert on this series, but I, I believe it's kind of like a spiritual successor. Um, but not there directly. Might be, not directly, no. And, and none of these games, other than the, the Chronicle series, are canonical. Even the Chronicle series isn't technically um, canonical it just kind of includes kind of like final fantasy you know it includes similar elements um but you know different characters different world different story okay so there's not like continuity no no okay cool cool yeah that one's been on my radar and also uh live a live or i think is the title of it yeah that's uh getting rave reviews right now indeed and i I hear it's got some bite-sized gameplay which excites me I, i heard uh great stuff about it uh as one of the like previously untranslated great games of uh you know japan uh, japanese gaming so i'm i'm interested as well so then what are you playing right now nick uh well i uh i recently played through and beat um circle of the moon castlevania on the game boy advance uh new release first time never yeah (laughs) Uh, now that's the first uh of the game boy advance ones yeah it is it's uh and it's interesting because it's not igarashi Right. I always I totally confused as to which order those ones come in because I owned them all. There's so, so many, I don't even. Yeah. And it, it's the, it's the first one. It's the super dark one. That's the, the biggest yeah. complaint. Uh, I, I remember, remember playing it a lot <laughs> yeah. on my handheld. And then when I got the, the Game Boy Advance player, is that what it's called for the GameCube? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's when I really like committed to it. Which is a shame. It's got pretty good graphics and a great soundtrack. I it's got the card system, which I liked. Um, I think the big downside that everyone hates on, and kind of understandably, is that it's they're really dependent on random drops, and you get your cards from random drops. So yeah, so you got to fight the same stupid monster over and over again if you want to make sure you get that card from it. Yeah, and but you know, I I just played through it until I got about. Until I had found as much of the castle as I could before I went to Dracula. And then, I, you know, I looked at some things to try to find where certain creatures that would drop the cards were. But I did get most of the cards. I got like 11 or 12 out of 20 without any fuss, kind of. So, I don't know. It was still, I still, I had a great time, actually. I really liked it. And I, after beating it, I started playing the second Castlevania on Game Boy Advance, Harmony of Dissonance, which I'm not fully through yet i'm about halfway i think uh who's the main character is that the one where you have the two characters the lady and the guy no this one has juiced belmont he's the just juiced it's it, it's very similar to symphony of the night but i don't know man i really like that card spell system so coming off of it i was like oh i don't really have as much freedom and kind of deciding my type of gameplay because like those cards like were crazy like you could use the mars card and then every one of the other the 10 other cards you could use gives you like a different magic weapon like different swords or hammer or i don't know it was was a lot of fun i uh 
I thought it was fun. And I, you know, I always like it when it's like, you can play it a certain way. I don't know. And then furthermore, when you beat it, you get like, you unlock these different ways to play where you can play in magician mode where you start with way more like MP and your intelligence is higher and you start with some or more of the cards and all this, like it's built around you just being a wizard and there's like a warrior and a thief one and different, uh, which I was like, I don't know why you would put that at the end of the game. Let me choose that at the beginning. I thought <laughs> that's yeah. what I think, but I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed circle of the moon so far. Army of dissonance is pretty good. I, um, I like it. I don't know, but yeah, th- that's me. So Nick, you, you're a fan of card games in video games, right? Uh, yeah, for the most so part, what, I think. What would you say is your favorite Final Fantasy card side game? Ooh. Oh, well. What, the one I mean, from seven? Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> I, I would say eight. Yeah, Triple Triad, yeah. man. You know, Triple Triad. Uh, I think that one's still pretty popular. That, I think that's the consensus. I would agree. I got a, um, you know, someday I really look forward to doing an OG RPG on Final Fantasy VIII uh, because... It was one I had kind of dismissed uh, when it first came out, and that's the monkey kid. No, that's nine. Uh, that's this nine. is this is Squall. oh, this is sword gun. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I never, I didn't finish either of them. It was it was Dale. He got Abby to play nine or eight. Oh, jeez. Okay, yeah, he got Abby to play Final Fantasy eight, and I remember being like, oh, why would you? Blah blah blah. And then Abby started playing and getting into it, and that made me go back and play it, and then. I really just sat down and was like, all right, you know, I, I played this before and never beat it. And this time I'm just going to dive into this bizarre system. And I did. And I actually really love it. And so now it's one of it's maybe my second favorite Final Fantasy game. So and that was all you, Dale. That's endearing, oh, brother. Dale. It's uh, my favorite Final Fantasy. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh, it's it's great, man. Once once you get there, I think. Now, I've got a long list I need to cover here. Um just kidding. I have not had any time for gaming <laughs> at all. Uh, You've been playing I, Minecraft in real life. Yeah, I've been playing the game of build a house so that it doesn't so that it passes code. Uh, that's that's the game I've been playing. But no, I, when I do have like a free second, the game I've been turning to uh, is actually adjacent to the Castlevania series. It is a vampire survivor. Oh, okay. good things. Yeah, it's only on PC right now, I think. Um, but it is like if you took the sprites from an old Castlevania game and the weapons and then turned it into a shmup where you never have to press the fire button. It's just always happening. And um, it's pretty fun because there's lots of different characters that all start with different weapons. And there's like a hard out of 30, 30 minutes because then like a series of Grim Reapers come that are impossible to kill. I see. Was, was this game... Um... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but was this a crowdfunded game? I feel like I remember no, that. No, it's campaign. just, I think it's still in early access. Okay. So if you buy it for like the $3 it is, you know, you're, you're helping this guy develop it. I see. Okay. But for $3, it's totally worth it. There's actually a free version that doesn't have all the features you can play in a browser. Uh, but you, like I said, it's just a fun, you know, uh, kill 30 minutes of time. And it's just crazy because if you get close to the end, anytime you go over 20 minutes, there's so many enemies on the screen and so many projectiles coming out of you that it almost just looks like a fake video game. Like it's just insane. That's awesome, man. And for three bucks, can't beat that. Uh, definitely. It's this well in my price range. <laughs> uh, did we lose Nick? Nope. I was just peeing. I'm back now, baby. Oh, fantastic. Welcome back. Here we are in the retro news 
portion of the show. This uh, is where we're going to talk about any new items, uh, newsworthy that, you know, fall into the retro gaming category. Uh, I've, I've gathered a couple short stories here that I thought might be interesting to talk about. Uh, first off, did you guys see the news about Super Punch-Out and its 28-year hidden secret? What is it? Yeah, I think I, I saw it. Th- ah, I, I read something about it, but I don't remember. Enlighten us. Uh, Dale, have you played uh, Super Punch-Out? I have indeed. Yeah, it's it's on our list, so you'll, you'll be there at some point. But uh, apparently, there was a couple secrets that uh, were discovered, and they are a secret versus mode. What? Yeah, like what? if you hold down B plus Y and then press A or start on the second controller, um, they can control a any of the you know enemy or boss characters, and and you can be Glass Joe or whoever is the the main character of that one. So yeah, all this time you could have been playing two player on this game you owned with like your little brother or friends. How is that even possible? Like, why wouldn't they tell you? Like, that's a selling point, right? Is it glitchy or unfinished or, you know? You know, like- I haven't tried it out. I'm guessing that it's like, you uh, was probably like a debug mode so they could test all of the moves of the mm. the bosses or whatnot. Wow, that's that's too bad. It's a pretty substantial Easter egg to stumble yeah. across there. And it's like uh, the base of that that Easter egg was that you can then there's another mode you can uh, access that lets you fight any character you want just in a one on one match. You don't oh, have to go nice. through the whole game. Oh, wow. So you can practice. So you can practice. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty amazing that all this time that was secret just finally coming out there. That is amazing. I'm baffled, man. I played through that over COVID uh, lockdown. Can't believe it took 28 years. It's. <laughs> yeah. Now, in some more bizarre news, I did read that a game we previously covered, Comics Zone, has been optioned for a movie. What? No like 20 years too late. Wow. Even more more than 20 years too late. That and Space Channel 5. Was that like the, what's that girl's name? Ula or the dancer chick? Yeah. That's from the, right? PlayStation 1 game, right? Uh, No, Sega Dreamcast, buddy. Oh, oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. So let me ask, while I've listened to every episode of Cartridge Command, uh, I don't remember them all, like the back of my hand. So Comic Zone, was this, I'm not familiar with the game. Is this based off of uh, a different IP, a comic book, something like that? It is a Genesis game where you are a comic book character and you're like moving through the panels and breaking the fourth wall and stuff. Okay, and this wasn't based on anything prior. This was its own thing. Yeah, no, it's not a, a property of its own. It's just its own thing. Yeah, it's just, the adventures of the artist Sketch Turner. Mm-hmm. I find that interesting. I mean, is there, is there a market for Comic Zone in 2022? <laughs> I don't think so. That's why I found this news so confusing. <laughs> it's I, I don't know. It's uh, baffling. <laughs> I'll stream it, man. Yeah, bring it on. Why not? Yeah, uh, we can review the movie. We'll see. Yeah. See if it holds up, man. <laughs> uh, next up on the docket, uh, has you have you got are you guys into Legos at all? I am in theory. I, I, I enjoy knowing that they're out there, but I do not actually interact with them on a one-to-one basis anymore. I used to regularly make my own R-Wing from Star Fox and fly it around the house with Legos. <laughs> but you don't, you're not uh, what us in the, the, the community call an AFOL, uh, adult fan of Lego. No, <laughs> sir. Well, I'm, I am a, a huge Lego nerd. My children uh, are also, we have more Lego in this house than you probably should. And, uh, this is slightly old news, but in the past, they did a Nintendo Entertainment System Lego set. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. comes with a cartridge, controller, a little TV that you can crank, play Mario 1. Uh, but they just came out with an Atari 2600 set. No kidding. 
yeah it looks great it looks just like the atari it comes with a paddle controller a little joystick i'm sorry and then three cartridges and the cooler part about this than the, than the nintendo one is that each cartridge has like a little vignette it comes with where you have like the centipede centipede uh rolling around looking you know, oh. being fierce or the um asteroids ship blowing up an asteroid cool I would buy that. I, I geek over, geek out over stuff like that. So uh, it's that definitely an adult cool, cool um, set. There's some little Easter eggs hidden inside the console. I'll leave those to people to find on their own. But uh-huh. yeah, this is definitely the kind of set that looks good on a shelf for sure. So you like Legos, but do you also like Egos? Um, Ego waffles. I've never been a huge frozen waffle fan, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I do like an occasional waffle, but I just you know, but not no Legos. frozen here. Or I'm sorry, not Egos. Love Lego, but not Ego. Okay, fair enough. Now, as far as Lego games are concerned, uh, real briefly, I do want to. I do like to evangelize. I don't know. I like to tell people that if they want to get their kids into gaming, the the Lego games are the way to do it because they are no death games that your kid can just monkey around with forever, and you can, as the adult, get to the end of a level and beat a boss if you want to. Yeah, I uh, I haven't played nearly all of them because there are a million but i feel like i remember playing through the star wars collection with you back on gamecube or something you know where it was like you can just beat the all of it in a couple hours and you know it was uh, it was a good time yeah man you sold me at no death after playing elden ring for this long <laughs> yeah uh and then finally the top story this week no uh it's actually a week or two old but the sega mega drive mini is coming out uh or the sega mini uh, or the Sega Genesis Mini 2, I should I say. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I a saw this one as well. Now, Dale, do you have any of the, the miniature consoles? I do indeed. I've got all three of them. All three? Three or... Uh, I've, oh, got that. I've got you beat. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there's, <laughs> I've got the, where there's the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo. There is the Genesis. There's the PlayStation. Oh, they've got the Genesis. Okay, I've got the PlayStation and the ah. two Nintendos. Okay, now there's another Genesis. I do not have... There's a TurboGrafx-16... It's supposed to be pretty good, but also very expensive. Really? Rare or what? I don't, I don't know how rare it is. Man, I really like to tear into some TurboGrafx-16 games on uh, Cartridge Command myself. I, uh, I think we'll get there at some point. I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, some really good shoot em, shoot, shoot em ups on that one. Yeah, yeah. And but the, know, uh, yeah. the Sega Genesis Mini was actually really good because there's been plenty of really crappy uh, Genesis miniature consoles or whatever Mm. and i think what happened was is they finally teamed up with someone that cared (laughs) um oh who was it mr rogers what if mr rogers was a game producer wouldn't that be cool i wish there was a mr rogers game i'd play play that i mean i drink out of a mr rogers mug so (laughs) (laughs) mr rogers man uh, you know as i grew older i really came to understand that Watching his show a lot as a child gave me a great foundation. It gave me the foundation I could rely on later in life uh, to really connect with, like, you know, a lot of things that as a, a boy growing up, you're taught not to, you know, like feelings <laughs> and, and caring and stuff. Yeah. And you learn skills like changing your shoes when you come inside, damn it. In your jacket. Yeah. Fish. You feeding, know. Yeah. Important life skills. It's, it's good stuff. How about a Mr. Rogers game made by Ed Boone and John Tobias? It could work. Now. Uh, what I was trying to remember was that M2 is the company that made the. Uh, oh, they're good. Yeah, the the new, the newer, the final version of the Sega Genesis Mini. 
and they are good. They all of the remakes they do are awesome. So having them in charge really actually gave it that emulation layer they needed to get the sound correct and all that stuff. Yeah. And the Sega Genesis Mini 2 has a huge list of games coming out on it and a few of the Sega CD games as well. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, I saw that. They have like Night Trap and Sewer Shark, but no Popful Mail. No, no. And we're not going to cover them all, but there are a couple that look really awesome, especially on the Sega CD side. Uh, Silphied is going to be on there. Oh. And Robo Aleste. Uh, those both look really cool. And they played they're... a game from the Aleste series. Yeah. Right. They, I think so. It was called something different, but yeah. Otherwise, you know, it's a lot of, you know, greatest hits of the Genesis that didn't make it on the first one. Some personal favorites. I know one of yours in there is going to be a Herzog Zwi. Yeah, yeah. Zwi. Uh, Zwi, whatever you call it. Splatterhouse 2 is on there. A couple Shinobis. Uh, a game I, I know I definitely want to cover at some point, only to torture you, and that's Sonic 3D Blast. Is that the pinball? No. No, uh, that's it's Sonic's even worse. pinball. I'm... Yeah. This is just like a, a horrible 3D version of Sonic. <laughs> Before they could do it. Okay. We'll get down on it, man. Yeah, but I've never played Night Trap or Sewer Shark, so I'll let you know. Well, I, I probably will end up buying one of these. Do it. All right. Now it's time for Cartridge Command Mail Call. And, well, we don't have a lot of recent letters. And female calls, well. <laughs> oh. Hey, no, hey, we're, I'm, uh, I'm off the market. Sorry, ladies and fellas. <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, last thing we got. And our mailbag was on Twitter, and that was from uh, Jossum X. And uh, oh. he he or she is really enjoying uh, OG RPG. They seem that Dale seems like a pretty solid co-host. All right, he fits in well with the laid back feel of the show. But did he also wear an Akira T-shirt in high school? <laughs> so I need to think you need to answer that question for the fans. I did not own an Akira T-shirt in high school. I apologize, dear fan. Uh. All right. Well, Off what was the, the coolest? Uh, what was the <laughs> coolest shirt you had in high school? I did have uh, some Cowboy Bebop merch. I, I was a big oh. fan of that anime. I think uh, everyone is. <laughs> yeah. Who is it? Yeah. The problem with uh, Cowboy Bebop is when you tell people to watch that as their first anime, it's like I, that's like the pinnacle to me. So it's really, really it's like yeah. yeah, it's like well. You can watch other ones. They'll be great, but never as good as that. So <laughs> I'm not a huge anime fan either. And that's that's in my uh, probably top five animes I've really sat through cover to cover. It's now, great. I yeah. since I coach um, high schoolers, they especially nerdy ones. There's a they're all a lot of them are way more in anime. And they're always like, oh, what, what kind of anime do you like? And I'm like, I anime that was popular in the late 80s and early 90s. So I'm sorry. Nothing you've ever watched. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's like Bubblegum Crisis. You, you're down yeah. with that. Trigun. Match <laughs> <laughs> the Stampede. I love that one. Yeah. So uh, I'm a little out of touch there on the, the whole anime train. But uh, wait, maybe one of these days we'll have an anime uh, corner. Get my son on here. He's I think he might be caught up on uh, Gundam at this point. He's watched a ton of wow. it. Wow. Oh, wow. That's daunting. Yeah. He, he put a stake in the or a flag in that that hill and went all the way to the end. So good for him. Yeah. On the other side of that coin, I think my daughter has now watched every episode of the Pokemon anime. So I watched like the first season or two. Uh, we watched it together a lot. I liked it. Uh, you know, uh, I recall yeah. I had a VHS my brother made of them where I was like, what's the deal with Pokemon when it came out? And I, I remember watching quite a few episodes on it. Well, I don't know, probably six of them. Are, but uh, <laughs> it was good. I liked it. I liked the art style, you know, uh, Jesse and James. I mean, they're, they're comedy gold. They are comedy gold, man. That first series was the Indigo League, right? 
Am I mistaken? I have no idea. I can't recall either, but <laughs> I, I watched that one when I was young. Hey, we saw the Pokemon movie, the first one, in the theater. Yes, the two non-children or adults with children there. We, we worked at the theater, so it was free at least. But yes, it was, what is... I, trust me, I didn't feel nearly as creepy as I did when I went to see uh, Spice World. <laughs> <laughs> so not to go too far off the rails, but this is a question for both of you. You guys are big uh, Marvel slash superhero movie fans, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. I am a huge superhero nerd slash fan, and I have seen the entire Marvel catalog. Okay, that's that's what I thought. Um, Usually opening weekend. So I am not a big superhero movie fan, um, and I think it's for the same reason I'm not a huge anime fan. And the ones that I like are the canned series that have a set beginning and end, and mm. I like when uh, death carries weight. And I feel like those two genres, it typically doesn't. The, the writers will just kind of write themselves out of a hole and bring people back from uh, the dead all the time. And it drives me crazy. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I am a comic book nerd. So I was reading comics, you know, from a uh, young age. And therefore, yeah, I can see your problem with it because that's just built into the comic genre, you know. Of course. So, yeah, death has no meaning. Uh, yeah. You know, if someone dies, they'll be back within an Maybe at tops two years. Swallowed mm-hmm. that pill long ago. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, my love of the Marvel movies, which I know, you know, they're not the greatest movies, you know, and, and I understand they're not the best for cinema. But just being that nerdy kid that read these stories and loved these characters and uh, when no one else did, you had to hide it. You know, you could, oh, you're into this. We could talk and, and hush tones. But the fact that I can go and share this with my kids and, and the whole country, I'm not a, a gatekeeper. I love the fact that more and more kids are loving Spider-Man or that, you know, some girls like, oh, Captain Marvel's my jam and, and you know, wants to <laughs> sport the her symbol or the star on her shirt. You know, it's to me, I just love that more and more people enjoy one of the things I, I enjoy. I know exactly what you're th- uh, saying. It's a, much like gaming where uh it was a stigma at one point, and then it was the most popular thing in the world at another point. Now it's you're almost not cool if you're not streaming games on Twitch, you know? Yeah, you, that's right. I'm a loser. Oh. Yeah, don't get your hopes up. We <laughs> barely understand the technology that gets this show on the air. So Twitch is bar- a ways off. I can barely spell Twatch. <laughs> I, I mean. All right, here we are in the bonus level. And we're going to reserve this spot for... You know, who knows? We'll see what's going on. But I hear, Dale, you may have something for us here. I this do. week's bonus level. Indeed. I prepared a game for us in the bonus level section. So are you oh. fellows ready? No, not at all. I'm, I'm frightened that I would <laughs> be made a fool, but I've <laughs> already committed to doing this. So full disclaimer, uh, I don't know how difficult or not difficult any of these will be. So I guess we'll kind of feel it out with this uh, first trial run. All right. But let's kick it off. So what, right. what is the rules of this game? Is it a question and then we have to buzz in to answer? I uh, I will get into it, my friend. Oh, we got a whole thing here. Okay, let's yep, do I it. I will explain all of it. All right. all right. So, listeners and friends, it is time to pit our hosts, Nick and Eric, against each other in a test of wits we call the bonus level. Nick and Eric will go toe-to-toe for five rounds of trivia with a tiebreaker round. In the event these two warriors match swords and match scores, who will reign victorious and take home the coveted cartridge cup? Let's game on and find out. And remember, right. fellas, true warriors are forged in the fires of honorable battle. So don't Fair cheat. Fair enough. I, oh. I really wish that we still had our our uh, trophy from the Mario Kart days. Do you remember that, Nick? 
What the Muppets go to space microphone toy from a Happy Meal? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, it was passed back and forth as the uh, you know spoils for being number one in our endless Mario Kart tournament. But it was great because it allowed you to talk trash into a echoey microphone. It was great. It still is somewhere for someone. Well, yeah. well. If these uh th- these quizzes continue, we may have to f- scour the eBay's. Yeah, we need a trophy, man. Got to have a prize. <laughs> All right. So, Dale, what do you have in store? All right, gentlemen. So we have three game modes for you to choose from on this episode. We have Nintendo Entertainment System History, which is multiple choice. We have Cartridge Command History, multiple oh, choice. <laughs> That'll be the worst <laughs> of that. <laughs> Finally, we have the Video Game Movie Review Showdown. So which game mode would you gentlemen like to play today? Ooh. I'm gonna let you pick, uh, Nick. Oh my gosh! Okay, if we um, have some fun with it and it goes too quick, we can always play another one. Let's start. Let's let's just start at the top with Nintendo Entertainment System history. You got it, my friend. NES history. This is just like it sounds. All questions will be based around this legendary console that we all know and love. All right, number one. You guys ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. The oh, NES. How, how do we? Is it? You said it's multiple choice. It is multiple choice. You can answer at your leisure. Uh, do we buzz in? Uh, you can if you want. I'm going to read the question, and then I will read all possible choices. It's going to be out of three possible choices. And it, can we answer before if we know the answer? If you want to, but um, if we got there, that was kind of reserved for the sudden death round. In sudden death, I will start reading the question, and whoever chimes in quick enough to answer it will be the winner. Okay. All, all right. right. So back to number one. Keep it kind of simple here. Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES, was launched in North America on what date? Was it July 15th, 1983, October 18th, 1985, or January 18th, 1984? Uh, I'm going to guess B. Uh, yeah. See, this is a tough one because it was soft launched in the New York area before it was launched nationwide. So I think it's B also. You gentlemen are correct. And Eric, I guess that would award you a bonus point, which I kind of touch on in the uh, the next question. But the oh. actual release was in New York and Los Angeles, October 18th, 1985. That was the soft launch. And then they went uh, nationwide in America on September 27th, 1986, less than a year later. Ba-boom. All right, gents, off to a good start. All right. One to one. All right, number two. The NES debuted 17 black box titles along with its North American nationwide release on September 27, 1986, and later expanded to 30 black box titles by 1987, including games like Super Mario Bros., Excitebike, and Duck Hunt. These black box titles all shared similar cover art, featuring a black box, pixel art from the game, and a colorful title font. Which of the following was not a black box NES title? Was it A... Hogan's Alley, B, Mock Rider, or C, Kid Icarus? And this Whoa. is which one was not a black box title? I mean, I thought they all were. <laughs> yeah, same here. I was like, oh, man, I think they all are. Um, I'm gonna, I mean, I get, I'm going to say C, Kid Icarus. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kid Icarus as well, just because I know Mock Rider was, and I know Hogan's Alley was. Kid Icarus is correct. Kid Icarus Whoa. was a gray box game similar to Castlevania. Ah. Kid, Kid Icarus was developed by the legendary R&D1, uh, Nintendo R&D1 company who did most of the black box or all of the black box games. Um, but this was largely the effort of Toru Osawa and director Satoru Okada. Cool fellas, both of them. Making them too easy for you, apparently. <laughs> all we'll right. See. 
I think you guys, uh, if we play the cartridge command round, I think you guys will enjoy that one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, Question number three. The Konami code is possibly the most famous cheat code in all of gaming history. This code was introduced by Konami to enable cheats to help players across multiple games and requires users to input the now famous up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA code. What game was the Konami code first used? Was it A, Contra, B, Life Force, or C, Gradius? I'm pretty sure it's C, right? C, yeah, C. You guys got it. It was indeed Gradius. Pausing the game and entering the code will activate all power-ups except for the speed-up, double, and laser. Yeah, people usually call this the Contra code, so I don't know know how versed you guys were in the history of the Konami code. I Man, I've actually barely played Gradius. uh, We have yet to cover it as the, you know, we've done Life Force, but... And in our younger days, we could beat Contra without using that code. You guys are demons. Unstoppable. (laughs) (laughs) All right, number four. You guys are three for three at this point. Neck and neck. All right. Reigning mascot of Nintendo, Super Mario is every gamer's favorite plumber, but he wasn't always a plumber. Early in Mario's career, he made his coins doing a different job. But after a colleague at Nintendo mentioned that his design looked more like a plumber, character creator legend Shigeru Miyamoto decided to change Mario's occupation to the plumber we know today. What was Mario's original occupation? Was it A, mechanic, B, carpenter, or C, welder? I think it's B. Yeah, B, like Jesus. Once again, you guys are correct. (laughs) And uh, even as mentioned in promo material from Donkey Kong, right on the cover, it states, Will the brave carpenter save the beautiful girl from the mad monkey? I got to tell you, man, after every question, I'm always like, well, shit, I don't know. But then I was like, oh, wait, multiple choice. So (laughs) (laughs) it's like, you know, but you're giving me panics. I'm like, "Okay, no, I still got a chance here. (laughs) Not not when we get to this bonus round, sucker. Oh, yeah, let's see. (laughs) Well, you guys are uh, four for four. This is the last official question. If you guys both get it right, we'll move on to sudden death or maybe we'll just do it anyway because it's fun. All right. Number five. Due to Nintendo's restrictive game development licenses that limited game developers to five games per year and a two-year exclusivity agreement, this company manufactured their own series of unlicensed NES games designed to bypass Nintendo's lockout chip titled 10NES that would normally prohibit unlicensed games from working. This company had its name branded on each label and distinctive unlicensed unlicensed black cartridge. Was this A. Tengen? B. Yes. Tecmo. It's, yeah. It's, it's Tengen. <laughs> Tengen it is. All right. We know with a Tengen. Oh, uh, yes. Well, I thought I would trip you guys up with that. You are five for five. Too easy. I got to make it harder next time if, in fact, there is a next time. I, oh, there will be. It's a bummer. I like feeling smart. But yeah, I mean, the the, the, the Tengen cartridge was, you know, as a kid, the weird anomaly. You, you didn't know. You didn't know why they were different. Yeah. Uh, and. There were other, you know, because there were like color dreams who had blue, light blue cartridges, certain weird other companies. I was always like, what? I, I never understood why they had them, but it gave them a certain weird, like mysterious allure. Yeah, those were the uh, the Bible games, right? The, the baby blue yeah. cartridges. Yeah, Some of them. Yeah, yeah. Spiritual Quest. I, I played that at a friend's house once. <laughs> well, we got I'm the magic get, pair. Getting a feel for the difficulty now. No. Well, we might as well do the sudden death since you guys are five for five. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. 
So in sudden death, to answer, you will say your name. Whoever's name I hear first will get first dibs to answer. And if you get it wrong, the other person gets a chance to steal. All right. So as soon as you know the answer, stop me and speak up. All right. This was one of the first NES games or even video games to include a shocking twist at the end when it is revealed that your character is, in fact, a woman. Eric. uh, Eric. It's Metroid. Metroid is correct. Eric wins. Damn it. I, I, I could have I could have buzzed in sooner, but I was like, huh? <laughs> I thought, that was another. That was a huge. The Justin Bailey code. It's, very few people actually I knew beat Metroid. But thanks to that code, you could see that she was a, a woman. And, and what was a mind bidding. I also read the team was uh, obviously they were inspired by Alien when making the whole game. But that reveal also inspired by Alien. Ripley. Uh, Alien, my second favorite horror movie. That's a great one. Classic. Mm hmm. Well, thank you so much, Dale, not only for making me the winner, but for, uh, you know, coming up with that that awesome quiz. It was my pleasure, Eric. I can't wait to lose at the cartridge command based one uh, next week or Ah, whenever we do our next podcast. I will crush you. You will, because here's (laughs) my dark secret. (laughs) Once the show's edited, I will. I've never listened to an episode again. (laughs) Shame on you. So it's all going to be about how good I can rattle some uh, facts out of this memory bank. Cool. (laughs) We'll see. Well, that's been it for Cartridge Command Off-Duty. Thank you so much for joining us, Dale. Thank you for having me. Uh, Please send in any more questions or any kind of comments you have. We'll definitely read them here in the mail call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have any good ideas for segment names or any new segments you'd like to see, you can hit us up there uh, at cartridgecommand at gmail.com or on the Twitterverse at cartcommand or Facebook at cartridge command and we'll we'll get that info we'll try to uh, apply it to this our secondary podcast yeah so from all of us here at the cartridge command headquarters <laughs> game on game on game on was that my cue <laughs> there's no way to sync it up uh, with the three of us no, it's, here, yeah. okay game on <laughs> i bet i could do it in post we'll see well, hey, how about so this we'll listeners. do we'll do it on, on i'll go one two three and then we'll all do it ready well, no, no. one we can just all do it individually, and I'll just cut and paste it together. Yeah, but if they're not the same length, it won't, ma- it won't matter. I can stretch them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah, that sounds. Right. I don't care. About <laughs> a dollar for every time I heard that. Oh. Game on! Game, Game on. on! Oh, man. You guys nailed it. We did. Now you just have to fit yours to ours. I don't know if I'll do that. <laughs> no, okay, I will. Well, this is going to be one heck of a long <laughs> outro. Yep, yep. Uh, You're welcome, Cartridge Commandos. You deserve every second. Game on!